the entire multiverse at your fingertips and you spend all your time up there? Wow, isn't this more fun than just watching? And to be honest, it's a lot less creepy on your part. Bullies with Nerds New Bully, me host Leroy, aka Mr. Monday Morning, uh, with my co host. Yeah, this is Eli, aka Snake Pliskin's nephew. <laughs> so solid, Snake. There we go. <laughs> All right, and we're back with the episode. Like I said, we're just going to jump into it because actually a bunch of stuff that happened this week. Uh, well, actually, not really, but the good thing is nobody died that we know of. Nobody famous. Uh, yeah, so yeah. But if somebody you know of, our condolences. But yeah, let's move on to the next thing. So we're just going to jump into it because we got a full show. So we're not going to just lollygag around anything like that. We're just going to just dive headfirst into it. No lube. So let's just go into it. So Eli, we're going to do something we haven't done in a while. The box office numbers. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, So give it to me, Eli. What is the number one movie of the week? Oh, uh. Venom, that's right. Venom came out, right? Is it Venom? I was Venom I was waiting it? for you to say a Disney movie, and I was gonna say, eh. yeah, I was <laughs> like, what came out? Something came out because I went to the <laughs> movies last night, and it was packed. And I'm like, why the fuck is everybody here? Like, oh, that's right, Venom's here. Venom's, Venom's here. No, I didn't go see Venom, but <laughs> here's the thing: I did you, go to the movie. You should have. You should have. Not not because it's a good movie, because peer pressure. You're missing out, Eli. This is like this is the movie that has everybody talking. Okay, so I'm gonna just tell you, Venom is the number one movie of the week. But here's the thing: it's actually the number one opening weekend of the year. It broke the record. So oh, this, really? yeah, so uh, Shang Chi. Yeah, they beat Shang Chi, beat Fast and the Furious, beat Black Widow. Actually, by a wide margin, like it wasn't even close. Damn. Yeah, it, okay. it all it, it did 90 million, so it almost grossed a hundred million this year. No movie has grossed a hundred million this year, domestically in the first weekend, and Venom did 90. So yeah, so it blew away whatever Black Widow and everybody else did. Uh what I'm just go down the list, just talk about what else we got. We got here Adam's Family 2. Didn't even know that was a thing. Uh oh, the Shang- first one sucked. Yeah. The first That's that cartoon, family. right? The people, cartoon one, yeah. Yeah, people boycotted because it was uh supposed to be like the occult or something. I don't know. I don't know. Well, they I should didn't. have boycotted because it, it sucked. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say people boycotted everything except the reason they should boycott. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just don't watch it because it's shit. You know, just don't watch that. Uh, we got Shang Chi and uh Legend of Ten, uh, Ten Rings still hanging in there. Still the highest grossing domestic movie of all time. His thing, Eli, and I'm gonna can out for this second. Okay, so yes, so Shang-Chi is the highest grossing domestic movie of 2021. However, it's damn near like third from the bottom of MCU movies, if you're talking about worldwide. Now, here's the thing. Domestic-wise, it's doing pretty good. But what hurts it, no China. 
I don't care what it is in China. And we're going to come back to China also because China is so pissed this guy. They're saying any movie he gets in in the future, they won't show it. So if he's in Avengers 5 or whatever like that, they're not going to show Avengers 5 in, in, in China. So you people keep saying how important China is. That's how important China is. If China don't get behind these Marvel movies, they don't make money. Bottom line. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Uh, Your movie, The Many Saints of Newark. I kept saying New York. I keep saying the wrong thing for this movie. But The Many Saints of Newark is what it's called. Okay. So, like I said, The Sopranos uh, prequel. And we'll talk about that because we actually both saw it. Uh, I don't know. Did you see it on at the theaters or you saw it? No, I saw it on HBO. On I went HBO, and saw Malignant what... again last night um, with Anthony. Anthony hadn't seen it yet. And he wanted to go see it in the theater. I'm like, I'll go see it again. So, okay. Uh, yeah. What did it give you like a different experience in the theater or anything like that? Or there was a guy in front of me in the row in front of me who kept farting all night. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Like, didn't even, like, didn't, wasn't trying to be discreet. Just straight up. Brrr. What would you want to do? Turn around and say, you want to say, turn around and say, excuse me? Because <laughs> if he says, excuse me, then he knows that you know that he knows. If you don't say anything, like, or, or keep it in and or something, like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes like, I, I, I've, the best I've eaten butter, yeah, I've eaten buttered popcorn. Shit gets, gives me gas too, but I don't like rip ass to the whole stuff, fucking movie, you know, louder than the fucking movie is, especially I mean, in a malignant but, but you, where there's all those silent. Did. <laughs> but if you did, would you apologize? Would you say uh, anything? I'm sorry. No, you're just going to just let it rip. You're not going to say anything. You may look at the guy next to you. You may look at Anthony. Anthony, yeah. why the hell are you farting so much? Maybe one maybe one time, but this guy did it multiple times. <laughs> but then he's like, look back at you like, no, breathe it in. Give it, breathe it in. Just didn't give a shit. It's good that I had my mask on so I couldn't smell anything. <laughs> like, like Scarecrow and Batman. Breathe yeah. it in. <laughs> Okay, we talk about this guy farting yeah. way too much. I'm just fucking sit with a fucking quacking duck ass the whole fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Woman to make animals. Now I know. Now I know why Gomer hates going to the fucking movie theater. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Gomer never had that experience in the movie theaters. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, what are we talking about? But like I said, the, I guess the movie theaters are back. That's the thing because people always make an excuse about oh, COVID is hurting the movie business and COVID this, COVID that. Here's the thing. The football games are all sold out this year. Concerts are all sold out this year. Every sporting event sold out this year. Graduation sold out this year. But nobody wants to go to the movies. The math ain't mathing right there, Eli. Something isn't adding up. That's all I'm because saying. Because they're streaming shit. Because they are, but but the movies that aren't streaming, people still aren't seeing. Other than Venom. Why? Yeah. Let's let's. Yeah, you had to go see. You had to go see Venom. That, yeah. You don't have to, but. Yeah, let's 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 talk about it. Let's let's talk about it. Okay, well, you can. I didn't see it, so you can. <laughs> I feel like okay, Eli. Did you see the first movie? I saw the first movie. Yes. Then you saw this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw much. the trailer of this, and I'm like, no, it's okay. I don't need to see the. Yeah. I, oh, I thought, Eli, I thought it looked it's like so crap. Much it's so yeah. much worse. Whatever you thought, lower the bar more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, because I'm gonna just give a quick review about this movie. Like I said, I went and saw Venom uh it is not a good movie but keep in mind i didn't like the first movie either i thought the first movie sucked this was more or less the same as what it was before they even repeat the same beats as they did in the first movie uh venom and eddie brock have some kind of you know our couple relationship they bring that back they still don't like each other 
Oh, he's still trying to get back with his girlfriend, even though she's getting married. The same shit you saw last movie. They still, Eddie Brock is still acting weird, even though he's supposed to be this big time, whatever, you know. Um, so yeah, that thing's going to, and that's actually the majority of the movie. Even though the movie's called Let There Be Carnage, the most of the movie is just this eye couple bullshit with Eddie, Eddie Brock and, and, and Venom. That's the movie. They break up, they, they get into arguments, they make up. It's the whole, it's like, this is not the movie I wanted to see. I wanted to see Venom and Carnage. That's what I came to see, but that's not what they give you. They give you this bullshit. Uh, but now talking about they give you a character study. <laughs> I don't want a character study in this one. And that's the thing about it. The movie, you know, the first movie had at least okay, well, at least it got a few cool action scenes and stuff like that. There are so few action scenes that they don't give you anything. Pretty much just the third act is the only reason you even watch this movie. Like when actually Venom and Carnage actually start fighting. That's when the good only part you find to wake up like, oh, let me watch this. But it's over so quick because it's the third act. And the movie is only 90 minutes. It breezes by. You blink, you're like, oh, the movie's already over with? Well, that's okay. good that it's not that long. It, that is good. That is good. <laughs> I was, that's one of the plus of the movie that this shit is over with. You, you in and you're out. It could have been the Snyder's cut. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm, I'm like, please don't let this movie be long. But it wasn't long. It was like 90 minutes. Like That was saying when I looked up and Venom and Carnage was shooting, I'm like, damn, that was quick. Because the thing is, they have no story. There's nothing here. So they have to pad it out as much as possible what is here. Uh, what else we got here? Now, going back to Carnage. Going back to Cletus Cassidy, played by Woody Harrelson. Now, the thing about Woody Harrelson uh, is that he seems like an odd choice at first until he teams up with his girlfriend, Shriek. Now, Shriek is from the comics, uh, played by Naomi Harris in the comics. But like I said, she was not really his girlfriend in the comics. They would just, hey, you like to kill people? I like to kill people. Let's go kill people. That's kind of the thing, you know. But in this one, they actually like this is long lost girlfriend. They get married and stuff, and they try to get married, you know. Uh, but when they get together and they go on this slight five minute killing spree like that, it reminded me of something. And then I realized why a better Woody, movie. <laughs> yes, a better movie than that. But it reminded me of a very specific movie. Why Woody Harrison was cast in this movie? Natural born killer. Eli, the movie turns into natural born killers for like about 10 to 15 minutes. Or at least like a weird oh, Woody kind of remake. Oh, Woody Harrelson yeah, like a, team, teamed up? Yeah, you know, because he had a girlfriend in the movie. Girlfriend, you know, he broke his girlfriend out of jail and it went on a killer spree in the movie. And I was like, oh shit, this is natural born killers. So that's the thing. So the movie sucks, but Woody Harrelson is the best thing of this bad movie. He's not great. I'm just saying the best thing of a bad movie. Oh, uh, what else we got? That's the thing. Oh, and I got to show you this, Eli. I got to show you this. But one of the reasons you didn't see the movie because of this. This is real. <laughs> this is not a meme. This is not something somebody made up. It is a scene in the movie. Venom goes to a rave and parties. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, Eli, I go to see a Venom movie to see this. But instead, they give you this. Like, what the hell, man? I don't want to see this shit. I want to see an actual Venom movie. But then I realized what's going on. I started realizing that uh, in Ch going back to China, China promotes these movies as comedies. Like they got Venom chibi dolls, stuff like that. Because, you know, that horror stuff like that, that horror stuff doesn't play in China. So the first movie was a comedy. They played up the comedy even more in this movie. They doubled down on it. I'm like, this is not the movie I signed up for. But Did that's the movie ask? I got. No, because Tom Hardy is not funny. That's the thing. He keeps trying to be funny, but he's not funny. Great actor, not funny. And that's the thing they kept trying to shove down our throats. So I was like, no. 
But here's the thing, Eli. Just like every other Marvel movie, the only thing people are going to talk about this movie is the after credit scene, which actually pissed me off. Because I'm like, don't do not do that. I'm not even going to spoil what it is because a week from now, it's going to be all over the internet anyway. You won't be able to avoid it when it finally hits. But I was like, did I sit through this shit movie just for that? No. Fuck this movie. <laughs> um, and then they kept throwing in like random ass characters. Like, remember that character Toxin or Anti-Venom, what the fuck his name is? So his real civilian identity is in this movie. I didn't realize that shit like the very end. I'm like, why this dude keeps popping up? Like, he's all through the movie. You know, doesn't do anything, but he's just there. You know, so <sighs> it's like I said, it's a shit movie, man. The only enjoyable part I had of it was the natural born killers, you know, nod that he gave like men and the in and, and the in fight scene was entertaining. It was entertaining. That's about it. Other than that, no blood, yeah. another bloodless. Oh, I was, see, I was almost done. Eli. I was almost done, and you pulled me back in. It was <laughs> a, a PG 13. Now, this is a movie about Carnage. Let's show you what Carnage is again. Carnage is the most vicious, sadistic bad guy that Marvel has. And he is in a PG 13 movie where there is bloodless decapitation and nothing but bloodless off screen deaths. That's the time. So, whenever he does do anything like menacing, it's not menacing because he's not killing anybody. I mean, he's killing people, but you don't see him kill anybody, you know? Yeah. Oh, that was my problem with the first one. I mean, I could tell they were going for like camp and cheesiness, but they just, you know, they were they didn't they didn't push it. They should have pushed the you know the violence, the gore. They should have made it like Deadpool or you know or like Suicide Squad. You know what I mean? Right. Give us, that's, that's give us that shit. You know. Now I'd, I'd almost forgive the first movie because that movie was well, Deadpool was out then, but Suicide Squad and Joker and all those movies like that hadn't really hit yet. But the second movie, there's no excuse for that. But yeah. You know what they're doing. They're trying to get the China money. Because if you make it R-rated, then China's not going to show it. Uh, if you make it scary, China's not going to show it. Guess what? Well, like, China's not going to show it anyway. Yeah. It's like watching a trauma movie without all the fucked up shit. Like, what's the That's point? That's exactly <laughs> what it was. It reminded me of a, a, a sanitized Saturday morning cartoon of a trauma movie. That's what, it, that's what it felt like. Yeah. So, Eli, you did right. You did right. I watched the movie <laughs> so you didn't have to. <laughs> You're fighting a good fight. <laughs> I'm fighting a good fight. I'm trying to spread the word. Stop watching movies. And that's the thing. The first movie sucked, made almost a billion dollars. The second movie sucks, almost made a hundred million in the first weekend. Stop watching these movies, man. Yes, I'm doing this shit because I want to talk about it on a fucking yeah. podcast so I can get hits. Y'all don't have podcasts. This is why. This is why Jake Paul. We know who Jake Paul is. This yeah. is why we know the Catch Me Outside uh, dumbass. Yeah. This is why you make fucking dumb shit popular you it's, stupid fuckers <laughs> see eli here's the thing i gotta talk about your boy martin scorsese i gotta i gotta i gotta talk about it because here's the thing i don't agree with the stuff he says i i think he says a little bit you know he goes a little bit out there i completely agree, disagree with him however when movies like this come out it makes me go scorsese was right i mean how can you how can you argue with them when shit like this is out there that's the thing. Now, not every comic book movie is Venom, but movies like Venom exist. So, you know, what what can you say? What can you say to him? So, <sighs> that's all I got to say about this shit movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, score. Uh, two middle fingers up. Yeah, that's my score. <laughs> <laughs> Just a straight up pile of dog shit. Yeah, it was, it was honestly real. Two point five out of five. Only reason get two point five out of five because the in the in last fight scene was entertaining i'll give it that it was entertaining so like i said andy circus did it so mocap monster is mocap monster he could do that shit in his sleep so yeah 
everything else about the movie sucked. Um, moving on now, let's talk about what if. Uh, okay, so reason now we haven't been talking about what if on here because most of the shows, like, like I said, they don't matter, they don't matter. But and I haven't been like, watching them, <laughs> and you haven't been watching, like, I've been watching them, but you haven't missed anything, Eli. Like, what if this person did this? What you, you haven't missing anything except for this episode. This episode might be some stuff where they move the needle, might be some stuff where actually some stuff happened. This is about what happens if Ultron, you know, won. And the thing is, he wins. And so, and since I was just going to talk about it, since you haven't seen him, I'm just show you a clip. So what was after he, he wins. Oh, he was trying to blow up the Earth. What was he trying to do? He, yeah, yeah take it over stuff like that. But here's the thing. So Thanos shows up after Ultron wins, right? And that's what <laughs> Ultron does. <laughs> so people are pissed off about that. I don't care. Fuck that's it. Right. Have fun with it. Yeah, it's fun. that's that's the fight. That's the fight. So what he does that he kills Thanos. He takes the Infinity Gauntlets and just just wrecks havoc all over the universe. <laughs> you know, just like I wish I could just, the screen. I, I, I need to screen. He he in the back screen. Eli, he's eating a galaxy because <laughs> <laughs> Captain Marvel was fighting me. Like, look, fuck this shit. I'm eating this shit. So he just eats the galaxy. She's in, just kills her. But the thing is, after the fight, he walks out of the multiverse. I mean, he walks out of the universe. Finds the Watcher and they fight. So like half a fight is like Ultron versus Watcher. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And they like go through multiverse and multiverse shit like that. Like they go to one with Captain America's president and shit. And I'm like, okay, this shit is awesome. And Watcher gets his ass kicked. So Ultron is just like fucking up shit all over the multiverse. So Watcher has to recruit all the other people from the previous shows in the episodes of this one to fight crazy ass Infinity Gauntlet Ultron. That's gonna be the season finale of this show. So I like. Okay, now you're moving the needle. Now you're doing something, you know. Um, trying to think what else happens in this one. Um, it's, it's, I have one nitpicky. Like, it's something that's been bothering me the whole time with this show. Now, I know this is what if. I know anything that happens in these shows don't matter. But there's one thing that bothered the hell out of me. Ultron hopping from universe to universe with Infinity Gauntlet. That's not supposed to happen. There's one rule that Marvel has. Marvel, the rule that Marvel has is that if you leave the, your universe with the Infinity Gauntlet or the Infinity Stones, they don't work. They said it in the comics. They said it in Loki. But here, they just like, fuck it. I don't care about the rules. I know people don't, people thinking I'm taking this shit too serious. But like I said, that is the one rule that Marvel has to has to uh, abide by. And they just said, screw it. So hopefully give us an answer in the next, next uh, episode why they did what they did. But, you know, whatever. Awesome episode. I'm interested for the season finale and see where they go with this one. So, uh, moving on past it, Eli, you want to talk about the, well, not Malignant, but I guess the movie that we both saw. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talk about it. We talk about it. Uh, we, we did watch a, a mob movie this weekend. Now, I say mob movie. Some of you saying, uh, the prequel to the greatest show ever made, you know, the, the Sopranos. <laughs> it's, you know. A, it's, it's, it's a good show. I don't know if it's the greatest show ever made, but it's, it's a good. I mean, but I think at the time people were saying it's the greatest show ever made, but then after that, then you start getting Game of Thrones, you start getting the wire, and you start getting whatever they breaking bad and all this other stuff like community. That. Community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, it started going down from there. It started dropping down people's lists. But at the time, in the late 90s, people was like, Oh, Sopranos are just the greatest things to slice bread, you know. So they finally made a movie, you know, a prequel to what's going on in Sopranos. It's supposed to be the greatest thing ever made uh eli like i said so you you're a sopranos fan am i right i i did watch yeah i i i didn't like the last couple seasons um 
it's HBO, of course. It, yeah, know. they just it kind of wore it wore out its welcome after a while. But yeah, I, I did watch some Sopranos in its heyday. In its heyday, yeah, I did get into it. Yeah. Okay. So, but what'd you think about the movie? Uh, I it's barely about the TV show. It's basically now that I think about it. Hold on now. Now that I'm think, actually thinking about this. It's almost like an episode, like an extra episode, now that I think about it. Okay. And in that case, maybe it works better because there's hardly anything with Tony. There's hardly anything with any of those characters from the show. They're barely in it. It's more about Christopher's dad, Dickie. Uh, now, Christopher was a character on the show, Christopher Moltisanti. He was one of the major characters on the show. He was uh, related to tony and i think his wife was he related to carmella he might have been related to carmella i'm geeking out on the show sorry but anyways christopher <laughs> moltisani was a major character on the show um spoilers tony kills him which i thought was really stupid i thought when that happened i thought that's just dumb <laughs> <laughs> you know um i thought they were really trying really hard to, they were just desperate towards the end okay we'll just have Tony kill his nephew all of a sudden. Get people talking. And, yeah, yeah, I was like, this is dumb. And I was like, why it was so patchy, well, really murky towards the end. But he's narrating it. He narrates this movie. Um, and it's about his dad. Now, his dad is always mentioned on the show, but we never saw. So this movie, we get to see his dad. Um, and it's basically about how he inspires Tony, I guess. But Tony's barely in it. That's the thing, is people... I think that's why fans are kind of indifferent about this because I think they wanted to see more of young Tony and young Paulie and Silvio and, you know, all the characters, but they're hardly in it. It's more about Dickie Moltisanti and the shit he goes through and all the fucked up shit he does and how he sort of plants those seeds of thuggery and, you know, evil, you know, in Tony and what, you know, and that's the thing that, Sopranos was a show. Yeah, it was about a mobster. It was about a mob. But also it dealt into the character and the motivations. He was going to therapy. That was a big, pivotal part of the show. He was in therapy. So it was like a longer version of Analyze This. Analyze This and yeah. Analyze That. Yeah. yeah. So And it really went into the psychology. Why he is the way he is. How his relationships affected his, you know, affected how it all affected his relationships. And how he was trying to balance the criminal life, you know, doing these evil, despicable things while being a family man, being a father, being a husband. So, you know, like I was saying, uh, it's basically about, the show is about evil men trying to convince themselves that they're not evil. Um, but and isn't that this, what the movie did also? And that's what this was. We saw that. Yep. Now that I'm thinking about it, Dickie was seeing his uncle in prison who was kind right. of acting like his therapist now that I'm thinking about it. Right. You know, and he's basically trying to do it. He's trying to be a good guy and a family man, but he does all this fucked up shit. He's a mobster. He kills his dad and starts fucking his wife. He kills that chick. He, I mean, he just does all <laughs> right. this fucked up shit. While cheating know? on his own wife, you know. While cheating on his own wife. He's just doing all this fucked up shit. And, um, you know. But he's trying to do right by Tony. He's trying to. Yeah, he's but trying in the to, end, yeah. but it, it it fails because in in the end he was the only father, and I think that's where the the big, uh, I guess the big reference to the show 
was how Tony longed for that father figure, longed for that family relationship because he didn't get it in the show. And that's why he was in therapy because he was having these panic attacks and he was longing for some, you know, nurturing, mother nurturing, because his mom was a bitch on the show. I mean, she tried to and set on him the up. movie also. So. Yeah, yeah. She tried to set him to have him kill on the show. His uncle, who put the hit out on Dickie in the movie, spoilers, tried to have Tony killed. You know, his dad, who he idolized, you know, was an asshole. And he realized that on the show. In fact, in the movie, we're seeing that where he got busted at the amusement park, that's actually in the show where Tony was a little kid and he, his dad was always taking his daughter somewhere and they never he never knew where he was taking her. So he decided to follow them, and he, it turns out his dad was taking his daughter to the amusement park. But there was some secret grimy meeting that he went to at the amusement park. It was like a front, and then they got busted for it. So he was using his kid to sort of diverge the cops from his criminal dealing. So he's basically had his daughter involved, you know, trying to cover up his criminal shit. So, and that's the thing. He, he kind of realizes that all these, these blood relatives were actually assholes and he shouldn't have been looking up to him. And he was always longing for that, longing for that, you know, the, the, that, those connections and those relationships. So he, we see that with Dickie, that Dickie, he looked up to Dickie. And then in the end, Dickie sort of shunned him, you know, because the uncle told him to, because you're going to, he's going to end up like you. And he right. did. His so, uncle told him to leave yeah, his nephew yeah. alone. Yeah. So it's all very Shakespearean tragedy when you think about it, <laughs> you know, all right. that, that's yeah, my thing. I, I didn't think I was, didn't think I liked it. Did I? Like I mean, this that's the now? thing about it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing because people have an expectation of what they expect the show to be. They have expectations, and the show didn't give you. I mean, the movie didn't give you that. It didn't give you Tony's life story. You know, hey, he was a side character in this one. You know, uh, and that's the thing. Like I said, you're the Sopranos expert. I've never seen a Sopranos show episode a day in my life. I went in, watched this, and I enjoyed it. Like I said, I haven't seen a mob movie in a while. It scrapped, it scratched that mob movie itch for me. Uh, I like some of the the subplots they had going on, especially with Harold. You know, like I said, Harold oh, yeah. was going. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. You know, that was probably the best part of. Yeah, that. I wish they would have explored with, yeah. that more, but like I said, they have so much other stuff going on, they really couldn't yeah. deal with it. But at the same time, they also like I think that riot that happened in New Jersey right at the time. I think that was real. When yeah, it happened. that was real. Yeah. And it was kind of given like a, a parallel between how they were trying to draft for Vietnam. Meanwhile, New New uh New Jersey at the time, like a war zone. Like you're mm-hmm. fighting two wars at the same time. I was like, I see what you're doing, movie. I see what you're doing. Oh, just the fact that the character of Harold exists, I think he is a parallel to Frank Lucas. And they actually like dropped it in it because Frank Lucas yeah. is in the movie. Yeah, they dropped him in there. He was a character in there. Yeah, and he basically and Frank Lucas basically tell him like, "You're just like me. The same stuff you're going through. Where you're dealing with the mob, I'm dealing with the mob." Which he was at the time also. So he was like a stand-in for Frank Lucas, even though he he wasn't real yeah. stuff like that. Going back to the fam, like I said, uh, like I said, never seen Sopranos before, but like I said, Dicky was an asshole. Didn't know he was an asshole. Thought he was doing right. But I did like how at the end of the movie, everything was weighing on him. What he did to his father, what he did to his side chick, uh, what he's doing to Tony. You know, just the fact that he feel like he's leading down the wrong, the wrong path. And even the fact that the uncle knew what he was doing, didn't say what he was doing. All he said was like, what do I know? I'm just a murderer. So he knows yeah. what he did, you know, but he, he was like, I'm going to let you just talk to me and stuff like that. So, oh, uh, like I said, I like the movie. I didn't love it. I'm pretty sure there was a whole bunch of Easter eggs that flew over my head. Uh, I already knew 
that the baby was the one narrating. I already knew that because that they, the, Christ, the movie, yeah, because yeah, the movie pretty much stopped <laughs> when the baby showed up. I'm like, that baby is important, you know, and they pretty much said it like every time the baby came around, Tony and started crying, started and like, crying and shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the baby is somebody. Okay, uh, Big Willie, Willie Will, what up? What up? Yeah, so yeah, so like I said, I like the movie. It wasn't the best movie in the world because I feel like it's just like you say how the movie felt like a TV show, a TV episode. The movie just stopped. It didn't really have an ending. It just stopped. Yeah, because I think that's what it was. It was more showcasing Dickie's character. And that's what it like. It was like a long lost episode of The Sopranos where we get to see the life and times of Dickie Maldasanti, you know. Um, right. Christopher's but, father but, and that's about right. it I mean that's when I when I when the movie was over I was like that's it so now that, right, that yeah. I'm thinking about it I'm like I, I think that I know what they were trying to do this was just another a, a lost episode if you think about it like right. that then it kind of works but if you're looking for like this deep rich Sopranos lore you know and those characters you're not there's yeah. not a lot of that in there you know I, honestly, I disagree. Well, I can't, I can't disagree with you. I've never seen the show, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think the movie plot wise had some meat on it. It, it was something it was trying yeah, to say. Yeah, I mean, there was a definite character arc for Dicky and yeah. what he did, and th- 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 that that was fine. I'm talking about like, you know, we we what the only thing Sylvia we could see he had a wig that fucking he was wearing a wig the whole time, which I thought was right. kind of funny. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Polly. You know, and you know, Polly Walnuts and Big Pussy. We saw all that shit, but they didn't do. They didn't do much. You know, that's well, what and, I'm and, saying. And we, but see, that's what I'm getting back to. Y'all are getting upset because of what you expect to see from the show. How many Easter yeah. eggs you can see? You know what you sound like, Eli? You sound like a Marvel fan. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I mean. what we were. Ex- <laughs> we were expecting young versions of the character the movie to be a focus on the younger versions of these characters now they were just sort of sidelined they were there and they did some oh look at that they're doing that but it wasn't the focus i think that's what everyone's talking about we wish it was about how all the shit tony was doing we wanted to see tony running those bets at school and you know you know beating up the ice cream man and doing all the grimy shit that he did that led him to the mob. But it wasn't really about that. It was just, it was more about Dickie was the main character. I think that's what people threw, threw people off. They wanted to, t- they wanted to see Soprano. They got yeah. both the You just wanted the TV show. That's why you just want yeah. the TV show. On the big Basically. Yeah. yeah. But they didn't give you that. Matter of fact, they only even sold you that saying that it was going to be it, but that's what you got. Uh, like I said, for yeah. what it was, I liked it. Like I said, I don't know any the only character I even know is Tony Soprano. I just know he is the hit guy. Uh, I did think, from what I do remember of his acting, I think the son nailed it because that was actually his real life son. Yeah, you know, I like damn. And man, what's your face nailed? No. Uh, Livia, what's her name? Uh, I forget her name. Vera something. Who played his mom? She actually nailed his mom. His little. She I mean, she's she's a great actor. She's in she's in everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so, I, I thought Dickie was great. I thought he was a, you know, I I was into his character. I was into that shit, you know. Um, yeah, I just I yeah, I just like was expecting more. Like I I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah, this should have been a series. But now that I think about but, it, I think it works as a as a long last episode of The Sopranos. This works, and I think yeah, I, honestly, I, I, should, I think yeah. y'all y'all keep saying that it felt like a, a it should have been a series. I think this felt like a pilot. I think this might have been a pilot. Like they that, might yeah. be either setting up either another TV show 
or another secret because there's too many plot threads just left open. And I don't think I don't think they touch those in the TV show. Like I said, I've seen the TV show, but it's way too much gap from now to the TV show to just leave all those questions unanswered. Like, is Harold in the show at all? Does he have anything to do with the show? No, no. Exactly. So I'm thinking they have to uh, uh, settle the score with that some kind of way. Even because especially he was barely in the movie. Like I said, we can have more Tony in the movie. Uh, his sister, stuff like that. They can do more stuff with this, with these actors that they have in there right now. So they might even be setting up a sequel or another TV show. I think they might even be, I mean, this might even be a pitch or a pilot for that. That's what yeah, I'm thinking. We'll see. But then there'll be no more Dicky. <laughs> I mean, y'all didn't like him anyway. So it I, thought, I, I thought I thought he did great. I thought he was like I thought Dicky was thing. awesome. I thought, yeah. When Dicky killed his dad, that can't like that was totally soprano shit. Like scored the, the, the Scorsese influenced mob violence that's just sort of very shocking, comes from out of nowhere, and very mm-hmm. matter of fact. Yeah, you know, they just it, that's how that that's the nature of the show it's very cold and numb and yeah. shit just happens violence just happens and then you cut away to it because it's like you know that's just how it is that's just I mean, how because he's got is. rage issues for one reason yeah you know, and so. um so yeah when he killed his dad i was like holy shit and then you know and then of course tony's like he's trying to hide the body and tony's coming up the the driveway <laughs> <laughs> you know so there's that those elements of dark comedy that don't go over very well these days, I don't think. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can get away with it back then. A lot yeah. of racial slurs, you know, going oh, yeah. uh, both yeah. ways. It wasn't just, you know, then like they got called racial slurs a bunch of times. So you can't get mad at one group when they get called at the same oh, yeah. time. Her- Harold, so, Harold gave. Harold just, was letting them have it, like to yeah. their face, like in a in group. Their, I'm in, like, their, in their fucking, fucking spot, too. I'm like, in that restaurant. I'm like, whoa, whoa, calm the fuck down, man. Do you know who you are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was giving me those uh uh the, the Irishman vibes when yeah. when uh when uh uh <laughs> when Jimmy kept talking shit and De Niro's like, dude, what are you doing? What are you, what are you crazy? You fucking like, nuts. You got the biggest balls in the world to say this shit like this. You're gonna get us both killed, motherfucker. Shut up. Right. <laughs> you know. So yeah, there was some I there were some moments that I I was laughing and uh, yeah, this is just like the show, but yeah, I, I it was just yeah. You know now, but like I said, now that I'm thinking about it, rethinking it, I was like, you know what? It might, it might work Eli, a lot better. Do me a favor, watch the movie again. That's all <laughs> I gotta say. Just watch the movie again with a clean slate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't get mad because episode one and season two didn't. You know, no, no, don't don't go Marvel on me. Just just watch it. <laughs> you know. All right. So uh I think okay, Eli, you actually do have something to talk about in this episode. I mean, with this podcast. So okay. what do we have here? Uh, if you don't want to touch this, we'll move on. Is this the scary shit? Nah, well, we let's just got to jump to the scary oh, shit. Actually, I, I, thought we, I thought we were gonna talk. Let, about let's go scary, shit. scary shit, scary shit, go <laughs> scary shit. Let's just go to it because <laughs> I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Let's just, let's right. just move on past. <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, it's Halloween season, y'all. It's October, it's officially Halloween season. Um, for some of us, it's all year round. That's how we. That's how I do it, you know. But, <laughs> but no, um, I figure you know, get into the Halloween spirit, the spooky season. Here's an article I found. Uh, there was a scientific study um, to find out which are the the scariest movies of all time, and it was actually sort of run by Scott Derrickson, who you Marvel fans might know. He directed the Doctor Strange movie. 
but he also directed Sinister and some other shit. So he came from horror. Marvel gave him Doctor Strange, and then they took it and away. Then they fired him. And then they fired he tried him to make it a horror movie because he was trying to make a, a horror movie, and they're like, "No, man, this is superhero shit." So, <laughs> so he we don't do that here. Yeah. So he uh, sort of spearheaded this uh, this research, the science of scare. It's called where they. Um, they did a scientific study that tracked heart. They like had a bunch of people watch all these flicks. They tracked like heart rates, you know, um, their anxiety levels and stuff like that, that which, which movies were most effective in inciting fear. And they came up with a list of 30 films that are now considering considered to be the scariest movies of all time. So I got a list. So you let me know if you've seen any of these. Okay. You know? Right off the bat, Insidious. Nope. J- James Wan. Nope. Insane. I thought it was I. I. Y'all know I'm not into ghost shit, so I thought Insidious is just I. My kid <laughs> likes that shit. The Conjuring, of course, another James Wan. I haven't seen that either. <laughs> and again, I thought it was I, right? I'm not into ghost shit. <laughs> so, so those movies are that scary? They're like... The, these are what these these incite fear and anxiety and your get and make your heart rate go up and stuff. I mean, Eli, remember who you're talking to? I got triggered by Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And oh, you're yeah. talking about this shit supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> I'm like fuck that. Nope. <laughs> so hereditary. Nope, um, I haven't seen it either. I've seen that. It had a moment that kind of got me, but I didn't like the movie as a whole. Again, it's, it deals with the, the, the supernatural seances and shit. And but there was a scene, I will say, spoilers, the naked prison raper in the closet scared the shit out of me. <laughs> the fuck? Okay. Yeah, there's a naked guy in the closet. Not like I go, like, what the fuck? That that was a, a what a very shocking moment that I will admit. Yeah, okay, you got me, movie. I wasn't expecting, you know, a big, you know, big schlong dude hiding in the closet with a with a sinister smile on his face. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure people ran the fuck out the theater when he Yeah, that if that happened in my house, somebody's bleeding. One of us is going to bleed. <laughs> Your asshole. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to work for it. <laughs> terrified. Um, is that the one with the clown? No, that's Terrifier. There's a movie called that, Terrified. It's called Terrified. I don't, I don't think. No, I'm thinking of Terrifier about the clown, the slasher clown, which is awesome. But okay. I, I don't think I've seen Terrified. It follows. Eh. Another one of them ghost stories shit. Um, have you seen It Follows? Nope, I haven't seen it either. Okay. <laughs> A Quiet Place Part 2. I ain't seen either one of them. One or two. Oh, they're all so, right. They're okay. They're what? Okay. How did two make the list and one didn't make the list? I guess maybe because it has more action, maybe? I don't know. It's all right. They're, they're okay. They're PG-13. So. They could push the gore and shit, but, you know, it, 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 they're okay. They're not bad. You know, for creature features, they're pretty cool. Paranormal activity. Haven't seen it either. I hated that shit. How they made they made like five of those, didn't they? Or a lot of them, yeah. And I've seen yeah. some of them. I don't know why. When I don't like any of them, but I've seen multiple. The thing is, yeah. what they hear is that they make them for like like a subway coupon or some shit like that. You know, ten dollars. Yeah. But well, yeah, it's found and, footage. Yeah. Yeah, and then they just make like a shitload of money. Somebody just keep cranking them out. So yeah, ooh, this is so scary. Watching people sleep for fucking ninety minutes. Yeah, fuck mm-hmm. that shit. You know? <laughs> uh, the Conjuring Two. James Wan again. Um, again, you know, not my thing, but people dig that shit. 
The Babadook. The Babadook is interesting. I I enjoyed it for what it was. It could have pushed things. Again, I'm not a fan of the supernatural ghost story shit, but I thought this was okay. I, I, this was all right. I, I do back the Babadook. I will back the Babadook. Did you see the Babadook, Leroy? I've never heard of it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm saying, some of the people I've never heard of, you just like scariest movie ever. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's not bad. I would check out the Babadook. You know, okay. With all the, then you're gonna have to sleep with the lights on after. Oh shit. Okay. The Descent. Have you seen The Descent? Haven't seen it either. Oh. Is that the cave movie? Yeah, where the chicks go into the cave. Not I, bad. I might it's have seen bad. that. I think I might have seen that. It's okay. It's not bad. Not okay. my favorite, but I, 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 I enjoyed it for the most part. You know. Um, Hush. Is that the movie about the deaf chick? Because that is pretty cool. Hush. Yeah, she's deaf, and then there's a stalker. You know, a, a slasher kind of stalking her house, and she can't hear. Okay. That's pretty cool. That was on Netflix. If you ever see Hush, check it out on Netflix. Okay. A Quiet Place Part One. So okay, so it is on there. Okay, yeah. Again, not bad. The Ring. Oh, The Ring fucked me up. The Ring fucked me up. It did <laughs> <laughs> because when I was watching it, me and my brother was watching it, and then the phone rang, and we ran out the room. <laughs> you know, <what> <laughs> The ring fucked up a lot of people. My sister, I guess, had to call in for work the next day because she was up all night, freaked out after seeing that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ring, the ring, yeah, it got me. I, the ring deserved to be on there. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was I. Right. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> okay, here we go. A Nightmare on Elm Street, OG, 1984. The first one? Yes. The, yes, first, the one. first one was scary. The other ones turned into some comedy shit, Dream Wars, stuff like that. That first one was legit scary. Yeah. It was. I will agree. The very first OG Nightmare on Elm Street actually scared me, and I had a hard time sleeping that night. <laughs> so okay, so, I so did we get scared from that. Yeah. Yes, Freddy Krueger got me first time around. <laughs> I will admit that. Um, Texas Chainsaw, OG. Um, mm, don't think I saw that one. Yeah. Didn't see the OG I see one. I saw the remake, but not the OG Yeah. So the Texas Chainsaw is really interesting. It had this reputation of being like the scariest movie of all time. And then when I watched it, you know, when I was a kid, because I was renting all the, I was, you know, kids of the 80s, renting movies off the VHS stores and um, going through all these horror movies. I got the Texas Chainsaw. I didn't think it was that bad at the time. It wasn't until I watched it on acid. Where I realized how fucked up that movie. I mean, probably anything scary on on acid. You know? Oh, but this is like, oh my, this really got me. So oh, this I, is I, really good acid. Yeah, okay. yeah, this is really good acid. But it like, I really like got into what the what what everybody was talking about. So, and now, as 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 a as for horror and horror filmmaking, Texas Chainsaw is very effective, and just the the you know the cinematic aesthetics of how movies are made and what mm -hmm. Texas Chainsaw does to you know, incite fear and tension and suspense and terror. Texas Chainsaw is basically, a, you know. It's uh, like the blueprint yeah, for A horror. clinic, a like, clinic yeah. for horror, yeah. So, yeah, I will back Texas Chainsaw being on there. You know, It, the very first It movie, 2017, the newer one. I haven't um, seen either one of them. Oh, I like them. I ain't even seen, I ain't even seen the, the, the TV the old one? 80s version. I ain't even seen that one. Everyone loves that shit, but you know what? It wasn't that good. Back, I watched it back then. It wasn't. It was just I, you know. I read the books. I it was, <laughs> right. Because people were saying that was the scariest thing ever. So. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The the new Pennywise will have nothing on Tim Curry. Fuck off. He was he was I. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the first it uh, the chapter one was cool. Chapter two, 
not so much, but I did jump. I the, yeah, okay. It 2017 made me jump. The the fucking garage scene, it made me jump. That doesn't happen. It's very rare where I jump, I get a jump scare, you know, because I'm just that jaded. But right. it made me jump, so I gotta give it its props, you know. Okay, the new conjuring, the devil made me do it, which I have not seen. Didn't see that um, either. Yeah, that's on here. Um the Exorcist. Yes. The Exorcist. How is that not number one? That needs to be number one. <laughs> People will argue that, you know, that yes, being the that scariest needs move to all be time. number one. Yes, that's the scariest move of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Cool flick. Again, when I saw it at the time, I when I was a kid, I kind of laughed at it, but when I saw it as an adult, I realized how fucked up the movie is. Yeah. You know, so um yeah, good movie. It is a great movie, you know, it deserves its props. Um, Wreck. Have you seen Wreck? Never heard of it. It's a zombie flick found footage. Really cool. Um, they remade it as Quarantine, I believe it was called. Quarantine. It was like a found oh, footage where oh, they're in the oh, apartment. Okay. Wait, wait, what, what what was the name of that movie again? Qu- quarantine? No, 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 no. The other one. Oh, you just said. Wreck. Wreck. Okay, so Wreck is the like the original version of Quarantine, is the Americanized version of that. Yeah, wreck is like from Spain. I saw, I saw quarantine. I saw quarantine. Yeah, where they're in yeah. the building. I think the fire, the the firemen are in. The, they're stuck in that building and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Okay. That's wreck. That, that's the, cool. The end, I didn't see the original, but I saw quarantine. That ending, the ending got me. So yeah. yeah, the ending, the ending in the original, the actor that they got to play that mutant guy. Yeah, he's actually got that. He's got like a disability where he has like no skin and bone. He's just all skin and bone. So he actually really looks like that in real life the actor they got to play that that creepy monster up in the attic and shit Uh, 28 days later never saw that oh classic i don't i loved it it's cool i don't think i got scared of it but i loved it i thought it was dope um and it brought back the it basically ushered in the new wave the zombie renaissance of the early 2000s what led to walking dead and all that shit um so yeah, twenty eight days later is cool. Candyman, the new Candyman. The new ones on there. The new ones on here. Wow. Um, it's cool. I just wish it had more. I just wish they pushed the horror. I I wish like we. I gave a review of the new Candyman. I dug on it. I just wished there was more kill scenes. I wish I liked it more than I did. The Grudge. Um. My kid loved those movies when he was like little. I had to watch those movies all the time, and I was—I thought they were kind of boring, but he loved them. The I like the concept. Yeah, the grudge didn't didn't do it for me. Yeah, I like the concept and the idea, but I wasn't really into them. You know, again, that it's it's the tasting, the supernatural, ghost shit. It's just not for me. Um, the Invisible Man is that the new one? Uh. I, you haven't seen that one yet? I still haven't seen it yet. Okay, I, I won't say it's like the scariest thing ever, but it has like a very... It's a very well-made movie. I put it like that. It's a very well-made movie. It has that suspense feel to it that, you know, just just tense. They they nailed it with that. So, yeah. So, I won't really say it's scary, but I don't have a problem with it being on the list. Yeah. That, the, be- begin- the beginning of it was the scariest thing, and then Invisible Man wasn't even in it yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, Poltergeist. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I need to be on it. Yeah, that was dope. I loved that as a kid. I, I did get creeped out of it, but I loved that movie. I thought it was. Dope. <laughs> I thought the for scary wise, I thought part two with that the old creepy preacher guy. He was yeah. actually creepy. 
<laughs> it was like like he was basically half dead walking on screen like yeah hey. he was like singing that song and shit i thought he was creepy but i love the og the og's classic love that shit um friday the 13th no i don't uh, think that's og it's just good movie gore. but not hard it's just like kind of like a gore fest i wouldn't say it was scary or anything yeah halloween og john carpenter that's scary not to that, me good I movie saw, yeah yeah okay here's where i'm gonna you know i'm a pussy because that movie i saw that when i was like six years old scared the living fuck out of me the only movie to ever give me nightmares i could not sleep we had i watched that movie they're like, okay time for bed kids and then they turned off all the light i couldn't i was like freaking okay, out in my so bed you can all never give me shit about peewee herman again <laughs> peewee herman versus halloween <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah michael myers scared the shit out of me the, it was like the first time i saw the movie a movie where a guy gets shot and doesn't die you know, right. he, he's like, oh, he's still alive at the end. The bad guy was still alive at the end. And then the movie Because that, that never happened. That, that that wasn't a trope yet. So when it yeah, happened, he was I, like, wait, what? You yeah. Know. Scared the shit out of me. He was still alive. And then the movie was done. And time for bed, kids. I'm like, <gasps> oh, yeah. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Halloween is the one movie that, like, that and the OG Night of the Living Dead that really, like, creeped me out. You know, gave me, like. The weird, We're coming bad to get you, Barbara. They need to be on it yeah. too. Yeah, they need yeah. to be on it too. Yeah, so. <laughs> and then Alien. That was scary. Okay, yeah. that that deserved to be on it. Yeah. Yeah, I love Alien, and the OG, but the chestburster scene, that fucked me up when I was a kid. Like I saw that. I think when that I fucked was like, everybody up. When, yeah, when I didn't expect that. that, and I was like, get you know, I fucking if I had a stomach ache, I get an anxiety attack. Like. Oh my God! Is something gonna burst out of my chest? Right, that <laughs> fucked me. Sometimes there's sometimes there's little kids shouldn't watch R-rated movies, and Alien is <laughs> a prime example. <laughs> That's what they've been trying to tell us. When, the, when we in the '80s, we just watched anything. We you shouldn't wanted. let these kids watch these movies, and it's movies like <laughs> Alien or what a reason why. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, these are the you know, like I said, they uh, they say the best jump scare in horror history is from Insidious. The Conjuring, Host, Sinister, and A Quiet Place Part Two. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. Ranked high on the on the 133 beats per minute for hard. There is best one jump, jump scare. scare that beats all of them, and nobody would disagree with me on this. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> Besides Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie. Carrie fuck everybody up. I don't care what it, what you say. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the scariest movie of time, but that ending, the scariest ending of all time. That ending fucked me up. You know what I'm surprised isn't on here? What's that? Fucking Jaws. Yeah, but when you look at the whole list, it's... I think I mean, maybe... I mean, it deserved I, to be on the list over some other ones. Yeah, maybe, like... Now that I'm thinking about it, like for audience these days, they might not, you know, respond as much. But, you know, I still think Jaws, as far as creepiness and terror. I mean, honestly, I think when I was a little kid and I seen little Alex Kittner, you know, when the little kid gets eaten by the shark, that fucked me up. I was like that. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like Amityville should be on there too. That first one, that first one was scary to me. Get was, out, you know, all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> B that showing that. up. And... Yeah. So, yeah, that's the, so scientifically, those are the best, are the, the, the scariest movies scientifically. So, yeah. 
Science speaking, okay. Just three, and it says, yeah, in the yeah, only three movies that are over twenty years old made the list, and that's Texas Chainsaw, Halloween, and um, Texas Chainsaw. Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, and yeah. Exorcist. Yeah, me personally, Get Out should be on there. The one black dude being a room full of white people in the middle of nowhere scared the shit out of me. I'm just saying. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, moving oh, they on. Got, like, yeah. yeah, Midsummer. See, I'm not into the like hereditary and midsummer. There's all these like emo. I, I don't know if that's the right word, but I, I I've been calling like emo horror movies where it's just, yeah. most of the movie it's just about shitty people being shitty and acting shitty to each other. Like you know, just being shitty. Yeah, so you want those guys to get chopped up and whatever. And, and, then, and then some horror shit happens towards the end, but it's mainly just really just long, boring dramas of just people being shitty to each other. And yeah. that's how I thought Hereditary was. That's how I thought Midsummer was. And, I'm, and I know those are like the darlings of the new horror wave, and I'm just like, I'm, it's not for me, but, you know. Yeah. But I, I'm, you're like, I, I love Malignant, so what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should be on there. It'll be on there next year, so yeah. Well, that wasn't that wasn't scary. It was just hilarious, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see. What we got video game section. I'm gonna just breeze through it. Basically, what's going on for folks that don't know? Uh, the Avengers, the game that I keep talking about, the game that everybody hates, <laughs> uh, is coming to Xbox Game Pass. So, right. if you have Xbox Game Pass, it's gonna be free on there. But wait, there's more. Since Xbox doesn't have Spider Man, which Spider Man is coming, I think like next month or month after next, whatever, like that. They're actually going to have crossplay compatible with PC. So as I play on PC, I can play with people on Xbox. So pretty cool. All I want to say. Cool. All right. Uh, moving on past it. Like I said, then now we move on to the next part of the podcast. It's comic bullies where we talk about the comic books. We jump into it. I'm trying to see Eli. Should I go first? You go first. I guess I All go right. first, huh? You can go first, yeah. I go first. Like, even if we get flip-flopped or sideways, but like that, I just go first. So first book we're gonna uh review is Inferno. Those who don't know what Inferno is, Inferno. You gotta roll your R's, dude. Inferno. Inferno. I can't do it. <laughs> I try. <laughs> Just let it go. <laughs> All right. So, yes, yeah, so like I said, Inferno. For those who don't know what Inferno is, well, for one thing, Inferno is actually an old X-Men arc. Oh no, not gonna do that. Uh, it's an old X-Men arc back in like the early 80s, where magic. Oh no, not magic. Uh Cyclops, demon baby mama came back from hell and tried to take over the world. That's what happened there. Yeah. Uh, but now this is not that. Or maybe that. Maybe even the baby mama might come back. I don't know. So this is about Madeline. What's her name? Moria Mataggart. Moria Mataggart, yeah. Yeah, Moria Mataggart. Okay. So, like I said, we could just start there and it's just standing her across all the X Men, just, just defeated, you know, by her. So let's get to the story. What are we talking about here? Uh, first thing we get to, we talk about, uh, you know, for right now, the big bad of, and yeah, whatever, Emma Frost does something. The big bad of these X-Men stories been going off like the last three years is Orcus. And is Orcus. It's been that long? It's been that long, hasn't it? House two years. Two, uh, let's say two, two years. Two years. Yeah. Last two years. Okay. Uh, maybe three, maybe going on three, but let's just say two years right now. So the big bad that they've been having right now is Orcus. And Orcus is basically, they've already built Nimrod. They've killed the X-Men, or they've killed uh, 16 different attacks on the X-Men. Three of them outsourced, like the Brood and hired Hitman, and the rest of them were X-Men. But the thing they kept noticing is that some of the X-Men they've been killing off are the same X-Men they killed off before. They're like, what the hell is going on? So they started to get the inkling that maybe 
the X-Men have learned how to, you know, learn about resurrection. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's not. So we move on past that. And yeah, then they give a flashback to Maury McTaggart, who is the X-Men secret weapon. The reason why this whole hox and pox thing is all going on right now. And it's given a recap of what happened in Powers of X when she, at one of her lives, that she learned the cure for mutants. And that's when Destiny and Mystique shows up and they choice to shut up, you know, uh, burn her alive so she can feel it, you know, stuff like that, you know. So that's what's going on with them. But go to present day and Maury Mattagan. Well, that, well isn't it just, it also shows that, what's the chick's name? Destiny or whatever? Yeah, Destiny. So Destiny would, in, in that timeline, and Destiny, Destiny was one of the torture. She was like, no matter what you do, Anytime they go to, I will know you and I will kill you in every timeline you're in. That's what she said. And then she says, you can kill her by, I can kill you forever if I kill you as a baby before your mutant powers um, develop. So you'll never come back. Right. But then he also, or she also says, you got to do better. You got to fucking, you got to do this shit for mutants. So I think, is she the one who planted the whole Krakoa resurrection sanctuary? in her head yes 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 more more just wanted to do it or she just told charles and magneto and they came with the idea or maybe she's playing to sleep, sleep but like this is yeah the plan of the seed of krakoa yeah i think that's so, what that that this was for so, yeah because she was just gonna like i'm gonna just get rid of mutants and that's why she came and killed her you know yeah so all right so going back to the story like i said uh she went back to morium island or whatever you know and she still has her notes you know and she goes back to her house, and yeah, I'm, the Golden Girls show up. And they talk to a monkey. I'm not gonna talk about that shit. I don't, I don't even know. What, I had no idea what was happening in this scene. I could tell you, <laughs> but I don't. I don't want to even bother with Do it. Do I it's, give a shit? Am I gonna give a shit? <laughs> uh, I'll just, I'll just briefly talk. Well, this about thing it. is about this book is like once I, I was, oh, it's Hickman's. Uh, he's finally gonna finish up his X Men run. I'll check it out, and then I right away the first page. I'm like. Oh yeah, this is some shit from like two years ago. I'm like, <laughs> right. oh yeah, Nimrod. Like, oh my god. Like, I forgot all about. This. <laughs> <laughs> now, as so, far as the monkeys, I don't know where the fuck the monkeys came from. Yeah. But the old chicks, you know, that's the horticulture. You know, they they've learned how to master the gates that the X Men use. So oh, they... that's the thing. That so basically, he's planting the thing that he's gonna pull out of his ass, like in like issue five or so. Oh, there was a secret doorway the whole time. Right, but he's already written this shit like two years ago, you know, yeah. with, with these old ass Golden Girl chicks that know how to do this shit. They, they've mastered how to, basically they know how to mimic Krakoa's technology or whatever. Anyway, yeah. the monkeys, I don't know about the monkeys, I missed that story. Yeah, I didn't get the monkeys. Over there. Yeah, but moving on past that. Anyway, Moria goes back to uh, Krakoa and Charles and Magneto waiting for it. They were like, we want to talk, but apparently they left her down here for like the last two years and just nobody knows she's alive. Nobody knows she's here. She's just stuck here. You know, and it won't. They won't talk. Protecting to her. her, yeah, for her. Yeah, protection. they said they're protecting her. Manito's so damn lazy. He uses magnetic powers to grab a corkscrew and whine, whatever. But the point is, <laughs> Mag uh, Mori is just like, clap look, on, so clap <laughs> on <laughs> technology. You know, <laughs> so. But the thing is, she's like, look, y'all left me down here for the long. Are you finally ready to listen to me? Okay. And basically, the one thing that they said they were not supposed to do is. Resur you know make sure nimrod doesn't come because if nimrod comes that's it they're done nimrod exists so they already fucked up there they already failed that part right there and they said destiny don't bring destiny back you know and that's and magnetus is like well since nimrod is here have you ever thought about maybe i don't know making friends with them you're like you can't make friends with nimrod 
Nimrod is going to kill everybody. He's going to kill everything once he finds you. So what you need to do, listen to me, but under no circumstances whatsoever do you bring back Destiny. Kill Destiny. Like, a matter of fact, I want you to go as far as find her DNA that you have stored on a hard drive. Burn that shit. Make sure she never comes back. Whatever you do, and then you'll get my help. So Moria wants, she wants to make sure that Destiny is erased, period, all together. It's like, we'll talk to the Quiet Council and see what we go from there. We have ways to get around this. Oh, and they, whatever, they drug her. A bunch of other shit happens, but I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, Bishop, and this is a big thing that people have been talking about. Bishop replaces uh, Cyclops as the captain commander, you know, because Cyclops is the X-Man now. He don't have time to do this shit, so Bishop took his place. So that's the thing. Going forward, now we're talking to the Quiet Council and the Quiet Council and basically Magneto Professor X just like we need to, you know, make some changes in the Quiet Council. Like just in case if people want to step down, we can, they can step down. If we have two slots open because some people die, you know, other missions, we need to replace those slots. So we can talk about this. We cannot talk about it. It's really whatever y'all want to do. It's like, cool. And so the first person to stand up is Mystique. And Mystique is like, yeah, I got an idea. Oh, uh, how about we do that? I got somebody I want to nominate, you know, to be in, in the quiet council. And they're like, who? Hey, don't worry. She's on the way right now. And I just in. You already know who it is. Yeah, we know who it was. It's Mystique. And they're like, oh, shit. So the two things that Maury Mataga told Destiny. them. What did I say? Mystique? You said yeah, Mystique. Destiny. <laughs> I said Mystique. Destiny. So Destiny is here. Even though they erased her DNA, they erased all her files, somehow she's here. If they explain it in another book, I don't know. Maybe they explain another book right now. Look, Magneto's pissed right now. Uh, so the two things that Moria Mataga told them not to do, make sure Nimrod doesn't get active and make sure Destiny doesn't come back. They already fucked both of those up. So, yeah. and the end. So, yeah. So this book was a lot of setup. This is setting up. <laughs> you <Hickman's> think? <laughs> yeah. Even though that's all Hickman has been doing is just setting up. <laughs> we get more setup. Like, come on, Hickman. Come on, man. You know, not make the dominoes fall down. You you set up enough. You know, do something. But I think this run. I mean, this this is a four issue series. I think Hickman is going to go somewhere with it because after this, Hickman's done. He's out. Yeah. So I you think know. finally in issue four, shit's gonna finally hit the fan. Right. It's all been worth it these the past two years. <laughs> and then one thing we didn't pay attention to two years ago is the most important thing that ever happened before going yeah. forward. But the, those monkeys in the secret door was there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all connected, you know. But here's the thing: Hickman really can't change too much because he set all this in place. He set Krakoa, all this stuff like that. But the writers that he had, you know, his writing room that he had to take over, they don't want to change anything. They want to keep shit the same way. So Hickman can't come in here, fuck shit up, and leave. Destroy Krakoa and shit. Yeah, he can't. He can't do it because it's already in place. They're like, no, nah, we like the way it is. We got to keep it the way it is. So he can't really do too much. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I read this and I was like, oh yeah, I remember Hickman's gonna finish this up. And then I started reading, and I'm like, oh shit, fifty pages. <laughs> uh, and i already bought it it's fucking six dollars i better finish it damn it so it, i know y'all expecting like some big secret war ending or fantastic four ending where franklin richards you know makes galactic hero i think we're gonna get that i think it's gonna be just some some quick shit so hickman can ease his way out of there and that's it that's what i think is gonna happen 
I don't I'm not expecting too much from this this run. Yeah, other than the action scene where like Wolverine or that whole crew dies and shit at the beginning. That was cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was another timeline. That was her what third life? No, 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 no. That that happened here. That happened here. No, that was her third life, wasn't it? No, no, that happened here. That was one of the sixteen times that the X Men have invaded. They were just showing one of the times they came in there. So Wolverine's dead in this timeline too. Yeah, but they they bring him back. So oh, back. they bring him back. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah, sorry. sorry. So, but the thing <laughs> is, they, they get on head like, why does Wolverine keep coming back? We keep killing him. Something's not right about this. So that's how they figure out yeah, that the X Men have that, that makes resurrection. Sense, yeah. So okay, yeah. yeah. But moving on past that. All right. So, uh, what you got? Well, I didn't read any. Of, that was the only Marvel book I read. Uh, let's see, what should I read? Batman Reptilian. Cool. Okay. More Garth Ennis. Yeah, Garth Ennis with Liam Sharp. Uh, black label book. So this doesn't mean anything. Um, but it's basically about some creatures going around killing all of uh, Batman's villains. And it's some weird monster that has reptile DNA. And he basically finds Killer Croc, who everyone thinks it's Killer Croc, but it's not Killer Croc. Killer Croc is all fucked up too. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? And it turns out, you know what? This DNA, this thing that's killing all these motherfuckers has your DNA, but you're fucked up too. And then it turns out that his wounds are birth wounds. So Killer what? Croc gave birth what? What? to this thing. Yeah. So is uh, Killer Croc a man or a woman? Or he actually asked that, which I think kind of might. I've seen some chatter about this book because I don't give a shit and I didn't investigate any further. Any further. Um, they're saying that this book is borderline offensive. Oh, and I, and no. I don't know why. And I know, why is I'm everybody wondering... offended over everything? So I think this is maybe, you know, this is maybe transphobic in a way. I don't know. I'm not sure. And I don't know. But basically, yes, Batman sort of um, makes, asks him that, that maybe you're a female, which of course pisses off Killer Croc. No, I'm not. You know, but then Batman argues, well, you're not human. You have amphibian DNA. Which I guess certain frogs. Remember, in, is it Jurassic, Jurassic Park? Park yeah, yeah. Where everybody frogs. was female. Yeah, but they reproduce anyway. Yeah, life yeah. will find a way because certain amphibians can do that. I guess. So, anyways, this thing has been going around. You know, he basically gave birth to this thing. It was hungry, so it went out. And because Killer Croc was part of the, you know, the Rogues Gallery. The closest thing that was to food was them, so that's why it fed on a bunch of the villains because it was hungry and it just it was just you know needed to feed, and then uh, it went searching for its mom. Because, but Killer because Croc, Killer right. Cro because Killer Croc took off, it was searching for its mom. So that's what it's been doing, searching for its mom. So at the end of this book, and it says, "Well, you know, that's what the that's what this thing's been doing. It's been searching for its mother." And it's back, and so I should have grabbed a, I should have grabbed the, um, you know, the screenshot. But basically, Killer Croc is face to face with his baby, and that's you know that's an to be continued. Baby. It's like you're his mom. <laughs> <laughs> it wants mama, it wants some love. Mama. It wants some loving. It's and Batman's like, don't look at me. You're his mom. <laughs> oh man, I hope this is an alien resurrection all over again. You know. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, I guess there's one more issue. I thought this was gonna be the last one, but it says it's to be continued. So um, I don't know. That, that's, I, a, that's a twist. That is, that is I, a twist. I, I've been digging on it. It's got this, you know, really horror, horror feel, kind of campy, and Garth Ennis, this sarcastic, cynical, you know, Garth Ennis Batman version of Batman and shit. So I've been digging it, you know, and it's black label, so it doesn't really matter. So. I mean, one thing you got is like nobody, nobody predicted that. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. man. All right. So what do I got next? Okay. The next book I got is um, I got Superman, Son of Kal El. Number okay, three. I read this. Okay, you might have helped me because I think I forgot everything that happened in this book. But so yeah. did I. I read it the other day. <laughs> I, I think I, I think it was good when I read it, but I just can't remember anything. I, I don't know. But anyway, I remember liking see. it. I remember liking it. I just yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was good. yeah. All right, so let's go for it. Let's see what happens. Uh, Superman's leaving, right? That's what it's about, right? Yeah, that the, all the DC, the Just League books, Superman books, all actually comic books, all predicting that Superman's about to leave. So basically, what happens is that Superman and Jonathan, you know, they're trying to stop uh, this city block from getting destroyed. And they finally get to see what's going on. And that's when uh, Superman's just like, there's something specific. Somebody from Just Leave told us there's something specific causing this uh, earthquake. And it's like, it's there. And it's this chick there called Faultline. She's just sitting there. She do not know what's going on. Superman tries to grab her. And Superman falls down immediately. I guess he gets knocked out or punched. I don't know what the hell happens. But apparently she's like as heavy as a fraction of a neutron star. She control her gravity. And every time she takes a step, she breaks the world. She's like a world breaker, basically, you know. Mm -hmm. So they basically takes all their might, Superman and John, basically pick her up and, and pick off the ground because they put her on the ground. She's going to destroy shit. So they take it to Star Lab where she's weightless. She can't affect anything. So cool. That's it. So while they're doing that, that's when uh, uh, Jonathan gets a call from... What, what's the guy? I don't. I can't remember the truth. I, whatever this guy's name is. The oh, the, the something I forget his the, the, name. Yeah, the podcaster. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the podcaster. The, so the content creator, the influencer. Oh, I forgot we're in twenty twenty one. Yeah, the <laughs> the social media influencer. I yeah. Uh, so he's there. Basically, the refugees that Jonathan caught, you know, rescued last year. Uh, basically, the the country of Gomorrah wants them back. And the base of the U.S. government made a deal that we're going to ship them back. So we're going to arrest them all, take them back over there, and that's it. And basically, that's when Jonathan says that, no, you can't arrest them. And he's like, well, these people gathered illegally. We say, well, I'm with them. So they're like, well, do you know what you mean? Because if you're with them, that means we got to arrest you. We're like, okay, arrest me. Take me in. So they arrest, you know, John and take him in. And basically, while they interview him, he basically says stuff that's going on. Like, yeah, my dad was a refugee. And all he wanted was the same thing these people wanted. His his grandparents sent him over here, and they wanted a better life for me, just like they did. Uh, and if this Gamora, you know, country was so great, why are they risking their life to get away from them? Obviously, it's not as good as they wanted. So since public opinion got out of there, you know, that just pisses off the, the Gamoran president even more. I've got name Bendix or whatever his name is. So John's just sitting in prison, but he picked up, and his dad breaks him, you know, uh, bails him out of jail, you know, and he said all char charges are dropped because that speech he made on on the news got public opinion behind him. So the refugees are going to go to it. Everybody's left and everybody's good, you know. Meanwhile, while that's going on, they have dinner tonight at the at the Kent farm. So they invited this social media influence podcast, whatever. They invite him over there too, uh, and they go to the Kent farm. Oh, and another thing, everybody's saying 
this is even more reason why people are saying that Superboy is not gay. Because they really thinking that the dude is his boyfriend. And he's going to meet his parents. It's not a thing. Oh. People keep saying that, but yeah. Like I said. Who anyway. That? Was that about him? Or were they saying that about him? About a Robin? No, about well, yes, about a Robin, but saying it's about him also. This is everybody's but the rock. He's not, but they're saying he is. You know those those sites, those YouTubers, those okay. social media influencers are saying it. Yeah, but and the kids are alive. How I don't know. Crisis, I guess I don't know. Anyway, they're there. They're all meeting, and he meets Lois Lane, and he freaks the fuck out. He's like Lois Lane. Oh wow, I I get to post on my wall. I'm a biggest fan. And John's freaking out. He's like, wait a minute. Most people usually freak out when they meet my dad. Now I'm going to meet my mom. He like, I mean, Lois Lane, like, she's like the Michael Jordan of reporting. I mean, that's basically what I do. You know, she took down Lex Luthor, took down Inner Gang, all stuff like that. She's like my idol, you know. So they meet again. So they go back in the household and then they get bad news. And that's when John already knows what it is. He already knows that, yeah, Superman is about to leave. And he know he already went to the future. He met the Legion of Superheroes. He already knows the exact time when Superman leaves. And when he leaves, he doesn't come back. And he knows this is the timeline when it sits. So he's just like, look, uh, you're going to have to watch everything for me. You, you, he, he's like, we need a Superman. The Earth needs a Superman. Like, they have Superman. You. I'm the man of tomorrow. You're the man for the days after tomorrow. And they hug and that's it. You know. But while that's going on, that's when the Gamoran president is pissed off. Oh, yeah. And they go inside so like that the Gamora president gets picked off and he's just like okay superman's gone he's out of space cool all right drop a fault line on him so they fly a plane drop a fault line out of a plane but he can control her density remotely so he just drops her right on top of Kent farm Kent farm explode gets the cancer dead again <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah i know they get pissed off about this shit but yeah to be continued so uh i don't know I guess everybody's dead. I don't know. Does, does this when Lois get taken out? How the fuck did uh they get fault line? She's a she's a Gamoran citizen, just like the last person. But she was in Star Labs. Yeah, but I guess he can pull strings and get her out. I guess. I, don't know. I need a whole issue just on that. Or this doesn't really make don't. any fucking sense. We really don't. <laughs> <laughs> Come, on, Come on, Cannon. Come on, Cannon. <laughs> we don't need a, a, a comic on when Superboy walks his dog and shit. You know, we don't need all that. But yeah. All right. So, what you got next? Uh, I don't know. What do I got? Oh, Superman. Superman 78. Cool. We are on Superman. We're on Superman it's, train. It's a super pod night. I guess. It's a super, Superman 78. This is basically the Donner Superman verse. You know, um, throwback to those old Donner movies. And this one has uh, Brainiac has invaded Earth. They found out that Superman is on there, that there's a Kryptonian. And then he launches a bunch of uh, Brainiac bots down. This has Lex Luthor. We have got Gene Hackman back as Lex Luthor. And he's talking all this shit. I'm the greatest criminal mind of our time, blah, 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 blah. You know? And he's trying to get a job at the Daily Bugle or Daily Planet. I did that again, didn't I? <laughs> you got me confused. I'm like, which one is which? <laughs> I was gonna yeah. correct you, but I think you said it right, so I'm gonna say anything. No, yeah, he's trying to bugle. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get a job, and they're like, "Well, can you? Do you know that cook? They're, they want to give him a job at the cafeteria." <laughs> but then Superman comes up to Lex Luthor, and he's like, "Yo, I got this skull. It's called Brainiac, and I don't know what the fuck it is. I need you to help me 
uh, you know, figure this thing out. And then meanwhile, Brainiac basically lands on Earth and with a bunch of bots and they start fighting. And then Superman does his super blanket shit. What's that? I don't even know what that's called. Remember where he takes off his chest and does the super blanket? Oh, you that know? shit. That's yeah. not even from the Donaverse. That's from... <laughs> Oh, they fucking up already, man. They fucking up already. <laughs> so he does the super blanket and he takes out a bunch of bots. And then ba- basically Brainiac says, Hey, you know, you Kryptonian, if you don't come with me, you know, I'm going to destroy this. I got a fucking ship above the city, the big ass bomb. It's going to blow this whole fucking place up. If you don't come, I mean, you'll survive because you're you, but nobody else is. So you got a choice. You can join me or I'm going to blow up the city. So Superman is going to shrink it. I mean, that shrinking is his thing. So Superman's okay. I surrender. So to be continued, or maybe that's what he was going to do. Maybe did I read that wrong? Yeah, that makes sense. If he's going to shrink it, I already said something. He's threatening the city. Either way, Metropolis is fucked. Okay, yeah. Do this shit, you know, or I'm going to yeah. Join me or else, basically. So pretty cool, you know. It's fun. Four out of five. I'm thinking it. All right. So, yeah, next book I got is a milestone book. Like I said, I get it for free, so I'm going to oh, review one. Oh, I did read this. Oh, you did? Oh, cool. Icon okay. and Rocket? Yeah, Icon and Rocket. I did, read, I did read this, yes. Yeah, season one, issue three. So, yeah, Icon and Rocket are back. And uh, like I said, Eli, this one is starting to, you know, get full steam, you know, going on. So, uh, yeah, so basically what's going on with this book, we're just going to go past this. Basically what happened, they were at a poppy field in Afghanistan. Uh, and they basically go in and they destroy the field. Now, how they destroy it is pretty cool. Cause I'm gonna just go how Icon did it. Icon did it pretty cool. A rocket <laughs> just blows some shit. Uh, Icon says that's cool, but watch this. So he blows, uh, makes a tornado, blows his wind to make a tornado to blow up the poppy field, and then he visions the tornado and basically has a fire tornado going around destroying the poppy field. The fire like, NATO. Remember that from last nation. year? Was that a thing last year? Yeah, remember it was oh, on the news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that did that did happen. I remember that. <laughs> the fire NATO. Uh, well, like, it's no, 2020. All this fucked up shit kept happening. <laughs> right, like let's make the comic. Like, <laughs> they're like, no, that's cheating. You can't do that. So yeah, so that's what happened. So basically, what they're doing is making a, a ripple effect all over the world. They've been going from poppy field to poppy field, destroying all of them. Like going to Colombia, South America, taking out all this shit. So, like I said, the mob since all this shit get destroyed in Afghanistan and in South America, they feel they're feeling the effect. Their numbers are down, you know, from last year. Tokyo is down because their opium numbers ain't what they used to be. And the White House is complaining about it because they because the thing is, America depends on the drug economy, the drug trade for economy, because like a billion dollars in that. Yeah. So if, if the drug trade isn't there, America suffers. So America actually functions on drugs getting sold. And not only that, because well, the whole world does internationally. The whole world because it's a big business. Yeah. So, like I said, when you got money coming in from Florida, you know, from Miami, the big banks get to wash all that money. They make yep. profit off that. Uh, you got all these big drug deals that spending shit they can't afford, like houses, cars, all stuff like that. They're spending money on it, but if they can't do it, they're not spending money on it. So we're hurting, even though we want, even though we say we want drugs done. We really don't. We want to keep the war on There's drugs. There's a going. documentary I saw where the guy said, "If America stopped buying drugs tomorrow, it would cause an international banking crisis." Yeah, and that's basically what they're saying right here. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. They, yeah. So, but then one lady 
in the uh in the White House says, "What are y'all talking about? Y'all upset because the war on we're winning the war on drugs? Yeah, okay, so we're having a uh an international setback. Yes, we we are losing money, but think about the good side of it. Think about the upside of what we can have, and maybe the problem we're having is as big as you make it out to be. They're like, yeah, uh, get her out of here." so i like this best so so like look icon is behind all this stuff icon is is going after the drugs and he's doing it we don't know why he's doing it and but the president doesn't even know who he is like icon you tell me there's an alien bulletproof black man flying around fucking up all our shit and we don't have a way to stop him like oh no we got a way to stop him we got to get our guy on it right now so that's going on so um let me just get past that yeah so uh oh yeah this is fucked up here yeah because uh they're basically saying about that guy the guy that they got that secret weapon that can go around and be, he they say he's been killing aliens for centuries in america anytime an alien shows up he takes him out matter of fact there's this one story back in 1939 in kansas where this baby landed with these you know these kansas rednecks <laughs> like that. and they took him so we sent our guy after him he went after found the baby Kill the baby. <laughs> and you never heard from the baby again. So that's why Superman doesn't exist in Milestone Comics. Because they killed him. <laughs> As a baby. I'm like, wow, that's, that's messed up. That, that's messed up. So, yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. Okay, so since they destroyed all the drugs in the poppy fields, stuff like that, so no drugs on the outside. So all it's going to do is just make all the meth heads uh, step up. Because you can just make homegrown stuff in America. You know. <laughs> the crack you know all stuff like that but yeah that's when you know icon blows that shit up they try to shoot him and stuff um and yeah they they blow up you know they go basically go around just blowing up meth houses and stuff like that and all this stuff like that so there's a book in I'm trying to remember well Something. what's her face's mom gets attacked yeah that's what happened because like i said because yeah because they go back to basically rocket's mom she like, do you have a warrant? They knock on the door again, and it's that that crazy alien that killed Superman, and he's at the door. So that's that big ass Amazon lawyer that was in the last issue runs up the wall or some shit. Let me get to that part. I like that part. Yeah, because she knows her mom's in trouble. So the Amazon runs. Well, she didn't run. Watch, she just jumps. You know, and she got some kind of big ass sword or some shit like that. Uh, and she, uh, and it was a full clip into that dude. But and he turns out that he's like it's just a skin job. He's really like some kind of like alien bugs of shit. So then the alien lawyer Amazon shows up, takes a swipe at him. She gets taken out quick, so she's just a jobber, ain't shit. And he puts his hand around Raquel's mom's throat, and it's in the book. So what happens? Who knows? I don't think they're gonna kill Raquel's mom. But. Next, Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos. It's a Public Enemy song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, I, I think like it was something. I was like, that's too specific to be something. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that thing, these I, the icon books, Econ, uh, Eli, they, they're picking up. They're picking up. Because they're doing something different that the old books didn't do. Like, I dug it. I just thought this one was a little wordy. Like, it was a lot of, it was a big exposition dump. Like I they, mean, th- the that fast, is the true. First two, the first yeah. two issues were really fast paced. This is the one where they took the break and explained a bunch of shit. You kind of have to, though, because yeah. the problem they're dealing with is a big problem. It's a problem you can't punch your way out of. So you kind of got to over-explain it. I mean, it's you can tell Richard Hudlin got a lot to say about this issue. So that's why yeah. I, I didn't mind the wordiness of it. But yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, what, what you got? Oh, uh, what do I have? Am I doing Berserker? What did I say I was going to do? Yeah, you didn't even mention Berserker. 
Uh, you said uh, I, I did read Berserker number five. Oh, crossover. Crossover, yeah. Crossover. Oh, crossover. <laughs> Eli, the only person that, that don't <laughs> that, um, that just circle jerked this book, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, this is so. This is the you know the comic book fans' wet dream going on right now. A comic book, basically the Lego movie version of comics. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Just making all these references and Easter eggs to all the shit that we've read over the years and just threw it all into a big giant pot of gumbo and comic book fans are loving the shit out of this. And it's making reference to this and poking fun at that and just basically like legitimizing comic book fans and their limitless knowledge of bullshit. <laughs> so they can just point, hey, I know that. Hey, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> we're so easy to please. Like, we're That's so all... easy to figure out. It's, it's... Ooh, it's Savage Dragon. Ooh, it's those <laughs> dudes from Powers. Ooh, oh my God. They name drops Chip Sadarsky's name. He's like a character in this book. Oh and my he's God. spooning himself. I'm like, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is awesome it's so smart <laughs> <laughs> and deep uh, it's so deep and smart it means stuff yeah, like yeah yes so, so chip zadarsky meaning uh, spooning himself means something i guess okay yeah <laughs> there's so much layers and deeper themes going on besides you know fucking legos playing with each other <laughs> no but for real it's it's not bad it, it's cool it's just i'm not like all over it like everybody else is it kind of reminds me of Daz effects you know who Daz effects is yeah Rat yeah they're on effects yeah Daz effects yeah. diggity dung Daz effects flipping a flung and you know microphone yeah. check micro microphone check you know they had that clever weird sort of you know Right way of rhyming, you know. Yeah, boom, spaghetti, they, boom, spaghetti, boom. Yeah. yeah, they say a lot of like nonsense, jibber jabber rap. Um, fun to listen to, and 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 you know it's fun and it's like wow, what, how he raps and flips his tongue and raps all fast. But then but you actually listen to the they words. weren't saying anything. Then right. you listen to the words and they're just saying a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's what kind of this feels like. It's like oh, this all this cool shit. It's so cool. But it's just, you know, just a comic. <laughs> Full of sound and fury signifying nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So only this podcast where you get a reference from Daz Effects, I mean, and Shakespeare. All in the same sense. In the same sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, three out of five crossover. I'm still on it. I'm still reading it. So I mean, it's not I like mean, I you gotta don't see like how it. it ends. So yeah, you gotta yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, ends. and they've I've Spent all this money on it so far. I was like, I'm, I've committed this far, so yeah. Yeah, I'll I mean, you're going it. this far. You might as well. And it's so, been a while. I shit. It's like when was it last issue? It's been like a couple months at least. Yeah, I forgot this is a thing. You know. Yeah. Said now that I think about, it, I was like, oh yeah, crossover still out. I'll check it out. Oh yeah, I'm reading that. So I, but yeah, it's just not. I'm not like sucking this thing's dick. You know, like everybody I'm else just, is. Yeah. yeah, everyone's just like all over, you know, just balls deep on chin and shit. You know, I mean, I, I was on this geese and comics. I shit it on the book. How yeah. dare you talk about Chips and Darcy spooning himself? This is genius. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah, I'm not sucking. I might be, you know, stroking a little bit. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. All right. 
so all right so last book last book we're gonna do we both did it we both read this book uh oh. we might have we might have different opinions on it but we're gonna review it anyway yeah okay yeah uh because i just saw the cover i thought that looks cool you know so, so, so assassin type shit going on so let's see what it is so the book we're reviewing is gun honey number one uh this is by who titan comics you laughing so i thought it said hard case crime or something or is hard case crime oh yeah it is titans is it the label i don't know i don't know i don't know where this book came from i just saw it it says titan comics yeah yeah i saw the cover like two weeks ago and i was like it looks cool Uh, you're like like some you know atomic blonde type shit so yeah even king endorsing it and shit yeah he's a greatest book ever i'm like okay yeah so all right so what is the book about what is gun honey about okay this is not a superhero book this is more of a crime noir book you know uh, basically goes on. So you, like La Femme Nikita, if you've seen La Femme Nikita, you know what this is. So yeah, so they go to Greece, you know, and of course it's probably some gun runner, drug, he's fat and he's on a yacht. So he's evil. We know that much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's looking at the edge of Greece. He's like, yeah, I know what I want. I want that. I ain't gonna he's lie, Eli. He's, wind- he's looking at a beach through binoculars shopping. Yeah, not gonna lie, Eli. This is the money shot. They're like, yeah, I'm gonna read this book. <laughs> read it for the plot. <laughs> All right. So anyway, he sends his goons to go get him. Like, we need you to come to the boat. Like, to do what? Uh, to just do party. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> so the party. Take, yeah, just party. So they take her. They take another guy. Oh, they take another guy on the boat also. Uh, and like I said, she gets undressed. That's why I want to know if I even want to review this book. Like, because YouTube has already been on my ass to begin with. You know. So like, is this gonna get me banned? But anyway. Oh, see, this is why. See, see. So that's what you said. Like yeah. It's gonna get us banned. I'm thinking, oh damn, what's this book about? <laughs> no, I don't think it's that. gonna be yeah. some ill ass or some like total like you know smutty fucking thing. And nah. it wasn't. Yeah, but they, they 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 trip on that. That's what I'm saying. They they give us a hard time on that. No, just smash and dips. That's all. But anyway, back to what we we're talking about. Anyway, what we were doing. Uh, she need to go back to it. To the plot wise, she is actually if anybody was actually paying attention to the plot, she's actually the metal stuff that was on her bikini. She's unhooking it, and she made a gun. Now, she stashes the gun in the bathroom and, and pretend like she's flushed and somebody knocks on the door. Dude comes in, oh, I got to take a shit, whatever, you know. So she goes back, you know, bathing with another bro- chick or whatever like that. What's the guy's name? Yeah. Janka Kuda Kuros, whatever like that. Yeah. So, and then they hear gunshots. Like, oh, oh let me go past it. I see a nipple. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they, basically everybody on the boat gets shot. Except her. Saw a nipple. Just, where? Where? Where was the nipple? I'm not gonna go back to it. <laughs> just saying it. I probably can't. Just re- go back and rewind. Just like on uh Basic Instinct, you know. Uh, anyway, so she jumps out the boat while a, a dude on the boat is just just shooting up everybody. She like that. So basically, what she is, she's like a gun mule. That's what she is. But we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Anyway, that she gets uh the police or government or whatever like that finds out who she is. And they arrest her. They take her to the room, and basically she goes there and she meets some other chicks. Uh, yeah. And basically they basically tell who she is. Who is Gun Honey? What Gun Honey is is that she gets people guns in place when need to get them. So if she's getting on the boat, they're not gonna frisk her. But if the dude came on the boat, of course they're gonna frisk him up and down because they're not gonna stop her from getting on the boat. So she does basically she can get guns to people wherever they need to be gotten into. And what she did is she got guns to this guy in Max State Prison. He got loose, killed a whole pe- bunch of people. So you need to go get them because you're the best at what you do. And what you do is not nice, whatever. 
Uh, she also got some crazy backstory where, you know, her dad was some kind of uh, gangster mob. So, like, they had to taught her all the gangster mob shit and how to use guns and shit like that and all stuff like that. So, yeah. So, yeah. Going on past that, she breaks into a prison. She's got her femme Nikita outfit on. Yeah, that that she's all nipped and out guns all over the place like that she goes in and she's got oh this is like a, a cool yeah 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 you got like a trailer for this on the website also some cool little car she got she goes in there so she didn't just give people guns she knows she's, how to use guns she's also. listening to fucking uh some some little kim in there right that scene or some foxy brown or something yeah <laughs> megan stallion some shit you know something like that. so yeah <laughs> So she sneaks in and she does she do basically what she's doing, she like stashing guns all over the place. So when she gets out, she got guns which she need to get to. Uh, but then something else happens and she tries to get back there, her gun is gone. And the dude that you know the government sent her to go get got her gun and she's like, Hello, Joanne, and the end. So yeah, that's the book. Yeah, you like, yeah, not a thing about this book with all that. Nothing about. It. I was all excited about it, but you kind of killed my spirit on it. I actually reviewing it. You, like, you all, you and Gomer were talking about it like it was like the illest shit, and I'm like, oh, okay, let me check it out. And I'm like, it's all right. Like I yeah, was expecting, that, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I grew up reading heavy metal magazine, man. I was Renex the Rocks and Ramba and fucking Druna and shit. This was like, yeah, it wasn't all that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm still thinking that they're gonna give us some kind of, I don't know, atomic blonde type female James Bond type shit later on. You know, with just guns, yeah. guns, guns and shit. I'm yeah, thinking uh, we're still gonna get that. You know? Yeah, and I'm like, you know, I, I, I mean, I was reading Redemption and and was that Bad Mother over on Upshot or whatever AWA or whatever, you yeah. know, or like I read, you know, Hack Slash, you know, another hot chick who kicks ass, and that's all. Seems to be that that's all it was, you know. So I wasn't too impressed. I think it was overhyped. Tough, tough crowd, <laughs> tough crowd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, she's hot, you know, nice to look at. But Yeah, I'm still thinking they're going to give us some action later on. You know, gun, you know, she's going to be on the highway, you know, two guns out the window, blast. And I, I'm thinking that's that's coming. That's coming I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd rather lead, read that Frank Show shit. What's that thing he's got going? Fight Girls or whatever? You know, <laughs> that's got dinosaurs in it. Yeah, that's got dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, like yeah, <laughs> winning combo. You know, <laughs> yeah, there's no dinosaurs in this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, well, I guess that's it. So yeah, if you uh listen this long, if you like, share, subscribe. Like I said, we got this geeks and comics. Uh, Big Willie just chimed in. He got creators outlet and OK Boomer, whatever you a whole bunch of old books. You know, um. I think that's it. I think that's all the podcasts on the network. If there's any other ones, I don't, I don't know of them. You know, everybody kind of just checked out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And us, you know, yeah, yeah. That's about it. Uh, so yeah, next week, like I said, next week drops is going to be uh, No Time to Die, Daniel Craig's last James Bond movie. Oh, you know yeah, I'm going to see right. that. You know, I'm going to review that. So I'm going to be excited for that. I'm, I'm going to go in deep in that. I'm going to have notes. So it's going to be an all Leroy jam. Yeah, basically. Don't worry. I mean, Kel, you, you next week's gonna be yours anyway, or maybe the next yeah. week after that. Doom coming. Oh, that's right. Doom. So coming. yeah, so you you'll get your time. You will get you will get your due. <laughs> <laughs> the bill always comes due. So yeah. <laughs> All right, but until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time. Same bullet channel. I got that up, put up a pump, but I could be fireball, diddly bum, there I come, so Peter Piper, I'm
I'm hyper than Pinocchio's nose Cause I'm a super califragilistic tic-tac-pro I gave a oopsie, daisy, now you got the crazy Crazy with the books, googly goo, where's the gravy? So one, two, um, buckle my, um, shoe, yabba-doo Hibbity-hoo, crack-a-boo, so trick-a-treat Spell my feet, get my dribbity, drop the hit The books get on your walk and spark that old sticks and shit Strats and double-dress and swiggity smack some wigs, kids The boogity-woogity Brooklyn boys about to get a hit stick My waist bones connected to my hip bone, my hip bones connected to my thigh bone, my thigh bones connected to my knee bone, my knee bones connected to my party, ha ha ha. The Jimmy Jabber, George Jabber, not the funny bone. I'm skip the ovals, he'd rather have my honeycomb. I'm perfectly the sex of me, let's figure these fuck the bricks on. Dun 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 dun. And a daffodil, so back up, rock oh, while I pulverize my breath. Cause this little piggy gets busy and stuff. I read my nerdy heavens, the birds, and honky tonk, I get swift. I caught a snuffle up against the smoke, the boogaloo split. I got the nooks, the cranny, the nitty gritty, 40 dose of all aboard. Cast away, hey, where's my boogaloo? Ooh, I'm steaming, agony. Why is everybody always picking on me? They call me putting pain, and that's my game. You ask me again, and I just tell you the same. Cause I'm the vulgar vegetarian, huh? Sick of my free, so no pork sausages, mom. Please, they blitz, shoot the breeze, Ridley D, shoot the left. Crazy, crazy, shot the sheriff, yep, and I shot the gift, and that's pretty sneaky, sis. Oh, yo, I got my socks off, my rocks off, my Nessie's go for Coco, Holly, Hobby, try to zombie, try to rob me, silly, son, diggity, dun, 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 dun. Yourself around, hunt so I uh, done, 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 done,